0: This encore program for Fire on the Earth was chosen based on the request from many listeners. Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck, your host for Beginning Another Week of Fire on the Earth, a program dedicated to the promotion of Catholic mission and evangelization. Hope you had a wonderful and a restful weekend as we continue to live through these challenging and difficult times on so many levels life of the church and the world that we're in. And it's a great time for us to be able to lay hold of God's promises. You know, it's, it's part of the normal Christian life, friends, to be able to both know, but also, even more importantly, to live from the promises of God, because God's promises are true. And he calls us to trust his promises and to follow his commands. So we surrender ourselves to the promises of God that are very specific and things he wants to give us, things he wants to say to us, uh, how he wants to lead us, and we can count on that. So I'm going to touch on some of that today from that beautiful section in John's Gospel. I'm going to go back to, periodically, John's Gospel, the Last Supper discourse, uh, beginning with Chapter 13, making its way all the way through Chapter 17. Some of the most beautiful teaching uh, in the whole Scripture, as a friend of mine uh, puts it, he said it's the most important, powerful teaching from the most important, powerful person that ever walked the face of the earth. There's nothing greater than what Jesus is teaching the apostles in those last chapters of John's Gospel, preparing them for the, the Lord's crucifixion, uh, for the spiritual battle the apostles themselves are going to go through, their destiny, their calling, uh, the promise of the Holy Spirit. But I want to begin in, around uh, chapter 14 of John's Gospel, uh, where Jesus talks about he connects the ble- a certain blessing that he promises his people, and that blessing is what? He said, I will manifest myself to anyone, essentially, who is saying yes to Jesus and following in his footsteps. And Jesus connects that receiving the manifestation of the Lord to obedience to the Lord. Here in uh, chapter F- John 14, again, 21, he puts it this way, he said, He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. It's just a lot in that one sentence. So Jesus first connects commandments, obedience to God, and love. He who has my commandments and keeps them. Who's the one who loves God? The one who just has emotional feelings or sentiments, occasional thoughts about God or about the Lord? The way Jesus understands it in the uh, love language of heaven is it's directly connected to hearing the Lord's word. So you're paying attention. That in itself is an act of love. I'm alert. I'm awake. I'm hungry for God's word, number one. And I internalize it, and I receive it as his word, and then I respond to it with full obedience of heart, mind, and strength because I know God is absolutely trustworthy, and I owe it to God, the best place I can possibly be. Now, it's it's great to to come to the place we can understand, we can understand, that God's commandments are good. God's commandments are an expression of his love. The human heart resists commandments. The human heart, by nature, the fallen dimension of the human heart, resists God and God's claim on our life. We like to keep a little distance, or we want to uh, not pay too much attention to it because we don't want to be limited by it. It reminds me of Psalm 2, uh, the great temptation that The church even experiences, but certainly the world does, the kings of the earth. And there in Psalm 2, it talks about the kings of the earth set themselves against the Lord and against his anointed, God and his Messiah. They set themselves against the Lord said, let's break off the chains, essentially, of God that bind us so that we can be liberated, so that we can be free. So there's a demonic lie, a deep deception, that somehow the more I understand and draw close to God's commandments and pay attention to them, the more limited my life's going to be. It's going to take away my freedom. It's going to ruin my weekend. It's going to make life difficult. And so I'm not going to pay too much attention to the detail. But Jesus is saying just the opposite. And of course, his whole life, friends, is a testimony to the opposite. He told us, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. It's one way of Jesus saying, this is what I live from. This is what I live for. And this is life. How do we find life here on earth? We find life being in God. How do we find life being in God is walking in the footsteps of Jesus, walking in the plan of God and internalizing God's understanding of what's good, what's great, what love is. And the commandments embody that. And so it's not a slavery. It's not a, a God who's demanding attention who needs it, but it's a God who communicates to us what it is that's going to give us life. And so this is where trust starts to come in. Do we really trust God that if we give ourselves to him in the way Jesus did, and we approach his commandments, not like, well, I don't want to know too much about it, but instead, no, I want to know it all. Whatever his commandments are, I want to know what they are. Because I know it's God's love being directed toward me, the one who designed me, made my life, the one who I can absolutely trust, and he's reaching to me, he's reaching out to me and to his people through his commandments, and not only his commandments, which make clear what his will is, but also he gives us the Holy Spirit. Now, this is interesting, of course, in the Old Testament. We've got the Ten Commandments and other commandments that the Lord gives that are critical and still valid and important in the life of the Christian. But what we understand in the New Testament, and one of the fundamental reasons why Jesus came in the first place, was to deal with our strange relationship with the commandments. That is, the commandments God gives us, human beings generally don't keep consistently. We fall short of those commandments. The first one being love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. That's the most important. That's the foundational one. And that's something we fall short of. Why? Because we're, we're living in a spiritual battle. The world, the flesh, and the devil, all of that, that regime of powers that are set against us and the Trojan horse within is the heart that's The flesh, as it's been described here by Scripture, we've talked about many times over the years in the program here, that dimension of the human heart that says, my will be done, not God's will be done. That's there. So when God's commandments come, we bristle against it. We don't want to do it. Instead of receiving it with an open heart. Now, when Jesus comes to deal with that resistance in the human heart, part of what he said he was going to do is not only take away sin, to bring about the capacity that for us to be able to receive forgiveness for our sins and come into a new relationship with God in the, in baptism, in the sacraments and the like. But he also is going to give us a new heart. That's the prophet. I think it's Jeremiah and Isaiah. They speak about God, Ezekiel, taking a heart of stone and giving us a heart of flesh. Heart of stone is a heart that resists God's will, but a heart of flesh that loves the will of God, that hungers after the will of God, that trusts the will of God, and it allows us to be able to have a different kind of relationship to God and the things of God, and again, God's will. The Holy Spirit, in a Christian understanding, is the internalization of the very life of God, receiving God's life, and part of that means, obviously, the life that's in Jesus And the Holy Spirit, the one who Jesus is anointed by, anoints us, and the Holy Spirit gives us that new heart and a new capacity to love differently and to have an affection for God and the things of God. So the deeper we go in the Holy Spirit, the more we're set free for love, love of God, love of neighbor, and the right kind of love for myself, and ordering those loves, first being God then being our neighbor, and then ourselves. All of that is what the Holy Spirit wants to help us with because that's literally why we were made. And so the purpose for which we are made comes alive in the human heart when human beings are brought into right relationship with God in the power of the Holy Spirit. We become a new creation and we can live differently. So Jesus is saying here in this passage to the apostles at the Last Supper, at a very intense time, he's saying, he who has my commandments and keeps them, is he who loves me. Okay, that's clear. And then he said, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father. It's important to the Father that we love the Son. His beloved Son from all eternity is his gift to us for our salvation and for the salvation of the world. And all of creation itself was made through the Word, through the Son, through Jesus. It was made for him. It was made by him. And so what the Father's plan of salvation is for human hearts who are part of that creation, but the whole order of creation eventually is going to fully, perfectly, and completely exalt the Son of God. And human beings who have a capacity to say yes or no, we're going to freely say yes in total fullness by God's grace in the life of the kingdom to come. But it begins here on earth now. The Father is very concerned that we love the Son. That means he's concerned that we obey Jesus, which implies that he's concerned that we listen to Jesus, that we walk with him, that we talk with him, that we internalize deeply his words. We care about him so much we commit him to memory. We bring them up in the heart. You know, We bring them up, we talk to Jesus about them, his plan, his purpose. We thank him for his commands and his call. So again, once again, John, he said, And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him. So Jesus is helping us understand how do we come into living in the life of the kingdom? How do we come into sharing in the life of the love between the Father and the Son? First step is having the obstacles in us that make it impossible to be dealt with. And that is Jesus, didn't quite say that right, The obstacles in the human heart, the fallen human flesh that resists God's love, that heart problem, as I said, has to be taken care of, and Jesus did it. He enables us to have the capacity to share in the love between the Father and the Son in the Holy Spirit to draw us into the family love between the Father and the Son. That's a work of God in us. It's not something I can simply do on my own will. But it's something given to us. It's the centerpiece of what he gives us in baptism as a gift, and he's enabling us. And he's simply asking the Father to cooperate with us, to cooperate with him, all of us, to the work of the Spirit in us that's enabling us to live a new way of life. So my capacity to love the Father is not a human achievement. It's not something I can do on my own power. The flesh is useless, Jesus said, but it's the spirit that gives life. It's the spirit that gives us the life of God, first of all, overcomes in us the stain of original sin and its power at work in us. It's the life of Jesus that flows, that we can begin to exercise the gifts that Jesus gives to us. We're blessed with faith, hope, and love, the theological virtues. We're blessed with spiritual gifts. And these are all endowments that come from the person of Jesus, and they're given to us by the Holy Spirit. By the way, as some of the recent popes have talked to us very directly about, we can those very gifts which are meant to animate our lives and lead us to deeper and deeper maturity and freedom and life and conformity to Christ can lie dormant in our lives if we don't pay attention to them. What we need to do and what Jesus is exhorting the apostles to understand is to say, it begins with, accessing that power begins with simply our yes to Christ each day. Yes, Lord, I want to follow you. Yes, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I love your commandments. I love your ways. Lord, help me see them. Help me understand them. And Lord, help me love them in the way you desire. Help me walk in obedience and embrace it and make it the thing that I'm living for the way you did. I can't do it on my own, but Jesus, I trust in you. I trust you're going to help me with that. And of course, Jesus said, if you do that, not only will he love us, but he will manifest himself to us. That's critical, especially for a time like right now. It always is, but right now in particular, I'm going to talk about that more tomorrow. What does it mean? What is Jesus promising there? Hope you can join me. God bless. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth. Would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus. A fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call one 800 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash foe. That's renewalministries.net slash foe.